If you had an opportunity to interview the Lord and you have the opportunity to ask him, can you describe yourself to us? Because you are really interested in getting to know him. And God will give you the opportunity to hear him, the opportunity for him to share with you who he is. I'm pretty sure that you will take it. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 6, we have an encounter between man and God. The man is Moses, and he was given a mission by the Lord God to take out a people out of slavery, to take out a people out of bondage, and to lead them into a new land where he will bless them even more. A land, he describes it, flowing with milk and honey. A land that was prosperous. A land that was full of peace. A land that was full of wonderful, wonderful blessings that only comes from the hand of the Lord. And here we have the conversation recorded for us. And it begins, if we trace back to verse 5, it says, Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord. And he says it twice. He says his name twice so that we are assured that it is the Lord speaking to us. His name is worthy to be praised. His name is worthy to be honored. And he passes in front of Moses and he proclaims his name because there is power in the name. There's power in the name because it declares his authority, it declares his supremacy, it declares his sovereignty, his omniscience, and it declares to us that there is a God, a powerful living God not made out of statues, not made out of mud, not made out of wood, not made out of stones, but a God that has a name. A God that was not given a name, but has a name. And he declares his name to Moses. And then he describes himself in this way. So he passes in front of Moses, proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God. He says he's compassionate and gracious. 
He is compassionate and gracious. He has compassion. He's full of compassion. He's not a dictator, but he has compassion. He stands alongside of us, walks with us, hears us, feels our pain, understands our situation, and work with us, close to us, in us, through us, and has passion, compassion for us, and is gracious. He is gracious. You know, God doesn't owe anybody anything. But yet he appreciates having you. He appreciates having you in his life. He appreciates having you being in fellowship with him. He appreciates you being connected to him. And then he says here also about himself, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. He is slow to anger. He abounds in love and faithfulness. Number one, he is slow to anger. Many are quick to be angry. A person that's quick to be angry is a person that doesn't listen, doesn't consider the whole matter. But here God considers the whole matter. He considers the whole scenario. And he is slow to anger. And it's, it's awesome because he is powerful enough to erase all of us. And yet he's powerful enough and decides to, instead of erasing us, decides to listen to us. You know that our very lives are in his hands. The next breath that we can take is depends whether or not he allows it to. We could, have an, we could meet him today. If he chose, he chooses to. He is the one that's holding the time clock on our lives. How wonderful it is that he's patient with me, that he's patient with us, that he's patient with you, and that his anger does not burn quickly against us. Why? Because he's abounding in love and faithfulness. You know, this is demonstrated in the life of Jesus Christ. 33 years in the world, 33 years being hungry, 33 years being thirsty, 33 years being cold, 33 years knowing that his life was going to end by being betrayed, by being nailed to a cross, and that many will reject his sacrifice. Oh, but he knew there will be a few. Hallelujah! That there will be a few that will say, yes, I, I need you, Lord. I receive your love. I receive your sacrifice. I, I receive your gift because you are abounding in love. And not only that, but you are also faithful. Because there's people that say, I love you, and then they let you go. There's people that say, I love you, and they push you off a cliff. Oh, I, I love you. That's why I have to abandon you. No, 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 no. God says, I love you and that's why I'm staying. I love you, that's why I'm holding you up. I love you and that's why you and I are in this thing together. I love you and that's why I am here and saying present. I am, I love you and that's why I'm here manifesting my name to you. And he says also here, 
He says abounding in love, faithfulness. And then he keeps going, describing himself to Moses. And, 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 and this is being recorded so that we can also know him. It says, it says here about himself, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wick, uh, wickedness and rebellion and sin. So he maintains love to thousands. He loves thousands. He keeps his word to thousands and forgives the wickedness and the rebellion of sin. Sin is rebellion against God's authority. Sin is an attack, a crime against God. You know, it's interesting. Deep within our hearts, we, are, we all know what's right and wrong. You know, we know it's wrong to murder. We know it's wrong to lie. We know it's wrong to cheat someone. We feel guilty when we do those things. Why? Because God wrote a law in our hearts. And when we infringe, when we break His law, we feel our conscience condemning us. But here we have this word. God is willing to forgive. God is willing to make a new day out of a day that was full of rebellion. Of a day that was full of sin. He's willing to make a new day. He's willing. His arms are open wide. So, so far, let's recap. The Lord, the Lord, He's compassionate. He's gracious. He's slow to anger. He abounds in love. He's faithful. He maintains love to thousands. Forgives, forgives wickedness and rebellion and sin. Hallelujah. All those wonderful, powerful expressions of his character are being presented to us in the recorded scripture. He forgives. He maintains love. He's faithfulness. He abounds in love. He's gracious. He's compassionate. Yes, yes, he's wholesome. And he, all this, he, this, in all of this, he's describing himself to Moses and to us. Who are we that he's willing to open himself up and present himself up to us but yet he does it because he abounds in love but he says this concerning those who reject them and and decide to do evil and decide to hurt others and decide to live a life of wickedness a life of destruction a life that hurt instead of bless a life that condemns instead of forgives a life that is full of destruction and lies he says this yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished he punishes the children and their children children to the for the sins of the of the parents to the third and fourth generation you know there are people that say oh well there's sin in the world well there's evil in the world God says love thy neighbor as thyself if we were to follow that law, we would all be living in a world that is perfect. But the reality is that there is a generation, there is a people, there is individuals who love to do wickedness and they teach wickedness to the following generation. So when we speak about children here, we're not talking about children's age. We're talking about those who follow the steps of those who do wickedness. For example, Jesus Christ says, let, all, let the children come to me. And then he also said that the kingdom of God is for those who come to it as children. So he's not talking about punishing children. 
He's talking about those who follow the step of wickedness. Those who desire to continue in the same chain. He will not leave the guilty unpunished. Because he's a righteous God. Because he's a mighty God. And because he's holy. His, his holiness demands that he punishes sin. Demands that he punishes unrighteousness. But here's the thing. We were object of his wrath. Hallelujah. We were object of his wrath. But Jesus stood in the way. Jesus came down. Took upon himself flesh. John 1.14. Took it to the cross. And we and he made a way. A way to the father. And that wrath that was supposed to fall upon us. Because of the sin. Fell upon him. On the cross. He took the hate of it. It's like. For example, if there's an explosion and or a grenade, and you know this grenade is going to hurt your children, and the person, the father, just runs and jumps on top of the grenade himself, puts his body in the way of the grenade, and makes it a barrier between his children and the grenade, and, he, and the father, of course, dies, but his life was sacrificed to maintain his children alive. And that's what the Lord did. He came down. He jumped on that grenade of sin. He jumped on the grenade of sin and took the brunt of it. He took the pain of it. He took the the, 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 the life, the death-giving blow of that explosion of sin into his body so that we can have life. And all he says is, just recognize what I did for you. Hallelujah! Just recognize what I did for you and come to me, all those who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your souls. Yes, 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 yes. You know what Moses' response was to this declaration? The same response that we need to have. And it was this. Verse 8 of Exodus chapter 34. He says, Moses bowed to the ground at once. Hallelujah! And worship. Moses bowed down to the ground and worship at once. He worshiped him. Because when God reveals himself to your life, when God reveals himself to you, there's no other position to take. There's no other position for you to take. The only position that you can take is to get on your knees and surrender yourself to him and say, Lord God, here I am. I surrender myself to you. You are compassionate. You are faithful. You are loving. You forgive the sins of the fathers. The sins of the children. You forgive the sins of your people. And you restore us to yourself. And you bring us into right relationship. You are abounding in love. You are full of compassion. You are holy. You are mighty. You are awesome. And I invite you to meet him this morning. And meet him this day or this afternoon or this night. Wherever you are. And just embrace his love into your life. He is interested in you. He loves you. And he wants you to be blessed. Just know Him. Know Him. Hallelujah. God bless you. And may God keep you in His grace. This is your brother Amado from Roundtable Talks. An interview with God. God bless you, my brothers. Yes, Jesus. I pray for those who 
Hallelujah, those who are facing trouble today. I pray for those, Lord God, who are feeling uneasy today. I pray for those, Lord God, who are in need of you, who are experiencing a 9-11 in their life, an emergency in their lives. Lord God, I pray for those and I pray that you may show yourself to them in your power, in your love, and in your grace. I pray that they may be delivered. I pray that they may be restored. I pray that they may be renewed in the name of Jesus. I pray this over you, people. May God bless you. May you find his favor. May you find his grace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Roundtable Talks. Talks.